Maybe. 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 Amen. <laughs> but really, I want to say thank you this morning for me to be here. I trust that you'll be blessed. And I know you want more. I know you're here because you love God. And I've been praying. I'm committed. I know. And I want to encourage you. I'm not an entertainer. You know, I'm trusting that we'll meet with God. That's the point, isn't it? Yeah. That's the reason why we are here. Is that correct? Yeah. So I want you to relax. I don't want you to fear. I, don't, I want just to be open. Yeah. You know, I'm very encouraged because of the way things are going. Some of the things God spoke to me. You know, you know this morning, I want to listen very close. I'm going to try to speak. So the Bible says faith comes by hearing. So that even if you didn't have faith when you come, it's not a problem. If you can hear, you will have faith. I believe that. So I want you to listen very close. I want you to listen with open heart. I want want you to relax. Okay? You do well when you relax. You know, my friend, yesterday I had two phone calls, very strange. One is Atlanta in USA. He was talking to me for a long time and trying to organize that I must come to maybe some crusade in Houston and all those things like that next year. And after that, I had another friend of mine, a very elder man, maybe around 70s, in Scotland. And he phoned me again. We talked probably over an hour. And then he said to me, because you have heard that I've ended the church, I've been pastoring church for 22 years. So he said, by the way, tell me your title. Because uh, people now, they call me Bishop, I hate you, this, I hate God, they promoted you. And I thought, I say, my title, he say, he say what, what are you now? I say, I'm now in Usher. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Amen. And I want to tell you, I'm standing here as an Usher. Because I want to introduce somebody. You know what an usher does? An usher points people to the real man. They show you where to see, they show what to do. And that's all that I'm going to do this morning. So as from, to, as from to now, whoever knows me is what, but I've got a new title, I'm an usher. So I love it, and I feel blessed. Brothers and sisters, if you are writing, I know you are, you are writing, listen very close. I want to talk about a prophetic encounter with the Holy Spirit. I, I want you to listen. A prophetic encounter with who? With the Holy Spirit. The Bible says in the last days, God is going to pour his spirit upon all what? Your sons, your daughters, whoever they are going to what? Prophesy. So in a true sense, a Christian church, somehow, someone must be a prophetic institution. Is that correct? Yes. Amen. Because that's what the Bible says. Yes. So if you are not, listen to me, I'm not saying you become prophets. But he said they will prophesy. So we want to look at that. So let's go to the first book of Samuel, chapter 9. Listen to me. This is going to be a walk. I believe with all of my heart that if you take a journey to a destiny. If you understand, you reach there. Is that correct? And I'm trusting God that whatever time I have, we were going to reach somewhere. If you are open, if you are cooperating. Is that correct? I know you don't know me. So that's why I try to say to you that don't be nervous, don't be scared. I'm not going to do something strange. But I want to take to your journey. Then you understand what the prophetic ministry is all about also. Amen. 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 In 1 Samuel chapter 9, let me tell you a story. There was a man called Kish. He had a son called Saul. And somehow, somehow, the donkeys went missing. Listen to me. The donkeys went what? Missing. And, and this man sent his son... The Bible says a goodly man to go look for donkeys about three days. They couldn't find the donkeys. The more they look, the more it seems the donkeys disappear. Until an idea came to one of his servants. 
He said, listen to me. In this city, there is a man of God, a seer, who is very honorable. Whatever he says come to pass. So instead of looking, let's go meet with this man, the prophet Samuel. Maybe he might tell us where the donkeys are. Is that right? Yeah. I want to show you something. I want just to pick it there. But already God have told the prophet Samuel about Saul that is coming in the afternoon, in the noon time, the following day. And Saul and his, and, and his men, they went. As they came to the city, the ladies told them, then they met the prophet Samuel. And he took with them, he lodged them for that night. And in the morning, in the morning, I, I, want, to, I, I want to read it there. I want to show you something. Maybe let me pray first. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I want to say thank you for this morning. I want to say thank you for this privilege. Lord, to be an usher in this pulpit. Lord, I pray this morning that each person will have an encounter with you. Lord, I believe it and I trust you that whoever is willing, because it's a promise, you said it's for our children, for everyone whom we are going to call. And Father, you say those who worship must worship in the spirit and in the truth. And Lord, I pray this morning that you may speak to us. I pray that this morning, Lord, you may change us. In chapter 9, I just want to read one verse, then we go to chapter 10. And, and you see events unfolding. And, and, and we trust God for something this morning. It says, then verse 26 and they rose early and came to pass about the spring of the day that Samuel called Saul to the top of the house, saying, Up, that I may send you away. And Saul arose, and they went out both of them, and he and Samuel abroad. Watch verse 27. And as they were going down to the end of the city, Samuel said to Saul, Bid the servants pass on before us. And, and they pass on. But stand thou still a while, that I may show you the word of God. I'm not going to preach like you think, but I want to show you something. You must see. Listen to me. You must what? Yeah. The Bible says open their eyes. You say, I'm going to show you the word of God. Listen to me. I, I, I'm trusting God. I'm going to talk in three levels. I'm going to talk in a prophetic encounter as an individual. I'm going to talk prophetic encounter with the Holy Spirit as a family and then as a church. Amen. And then we see how things unfold. He said, listen, stand still, tell the servant, go. Then I may show you the word of God. I may show you. And this is what he showed him in chapter 10. Trust me. God is going to help us. I want to tell you God loves you. Amen. And I want to warn you, anything can happen here. Yeah. 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 Listen to me. If you are open, anything can happen. I want you to try not to be smart if you really mean business with God. I want you to relax. I want you to be open, okay? Don't try to be smart. Okay. Listen very close now. He said, this is what he says in verse 1. Then Samuel took a vial of oil and poured it upon his head and kissed him and said, is it not because the Lord did anointed thee to be captain over his inheritance. Don't despise laying of hands as well. Don't despise this symbol, this conduit of anointing called oil. Don't. Okay. Let me say this to you. If you really mean business with God, God will not work on your terms. If you really mean business, God will not work. If you quickly adjust to terms, anything can happen. Trust, trust my word. I know what I'm talking about. You know, I've been in ministry for now 36 years, since I was 17. That's the only thing I do, my friend. I study the Bible and I study people's behavior. Yeah. <laughs> when I look at how you behave, whatever, I want to know what is the cause. Why are you like that? So I'm going to touch some things here. Then look at what he says. I want to watch. I want to watch. This is a prophet. Some, so Saul, he had an encounter with what? The prophet. Watch this. But that's not the really thing. 
a prophet is an usher. Watch what he said. He said, when you, you depart from me today, you tell him, today, I'm trusting you. Really, I mean it. I'm trusting that you'll never be the same. I don't know where you are, what level you are. God willing will show us, but I'm trusting. He said, when you depart from me today, listen to this. Thou shalt find two men by Rachel separate in the border of Benjamin at Zillah. And they will say unto you, the donkeys which you went to seek are found. Let me tell you here. When God wants your attention, he can, he can manipulate circumstances so that he can get attention. It was God's, God's will that the donkeys were lost. Yeah. Let me tell you. Yeah. You are not going to win until you surrender. Yeah. You are going to break circumstances until you surrender to God's will. When, when he decided to seek God, supernaturally the donkeys were found. They went home. Because God yet planned, yet engineered. Because you've got something. Let me tell you something. All of you know it. All of you know it. Every person will tell you that people have got two destinies. You know that one. First is the natural one. The upbringing, the family. Let me tell you. Even if it's good, it may not be God's will. For your life. Even if it's perfect. Maybe you're an engineer, maybe you're a doctor, maybe you're whatever, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. But it may not be perfect God's will for your yeah. life. Yeah. And, and I will know, I'll, I'll tell you why. That's why you're not happy. That's why you've got no peace. Yeah. That's why you've got no joy. Yeah. That's why you're not fruitful. Yeah. Even if it's good, it might not be God's will. Yeah. Listen to me. Yeah. I'm not discouraging you. But I'll show you something today. Yeah. I want you to see. I want you to see. Just see. You say, the donkeys you are looking, listen to me. Tell your, tell, tell your person to relax. The things you are worrying for, God have taken care of. Yeah. There's better business. Yeah. I'll show you what is the business. Because you are going to see that most of us, we are so consumed. Some of you look as if you're 150. Because, because, because you are so consumed by stress looking for donkeys. I'm telling you. And when you ask somebody, you hear them, they are 40 years. You hear them, they are 30 years. And you thought, ah, I thought you were crazy. You say, no, I'm not even married. I say, man, huh? All to find out that what is bombarding their mind is donkeys. There's nothing they're thinking about. Amen. Amen. But watch here. Watch here. Watch here. Have you ever seen somebody? You know, you know I live, I travel to countries. Trust me. I'm a chairman of Ukraine, of course, in, in Mozambique, in Malawi, in different countries, that one. Have you ever seen somebody with one testimony all of their life? Wherever they go, they give one testimony. Something is wrong. There is more in Jesus. Amen. Listen to what the prophets say. He said, when they tell you the donkeys are found, look, look, look in your Bible. Look in your Bible. Look at verse 3. Let's all read 1, 2, 3. Then thou shalt go forward. There is more. Say there is more. more. Listen to me. What we have got is not wrong. Where you are is not, but there is more. Amen. That's why I say that God was speaking all I hate when even the men were saying that. God is not in a maintenance business. He said, be fruitful. There is more, listen to me. There is what? More. He said, then go on. Don't settle for one testimony. And go around churches just sharing one testimony. Here my tongue is found when? 20 years. What is God doing now? What is he doing today? Are you listening to what I'm saying? He said, go on, look at here. From thence, and thou shalt come to the plain of Tabar. And there thou shalt meet three men going up to Bethel. They were going to church to worship like many people, you know. One carrying three, three kids and, and another carrying three loaves of bread. And can look at here, verse 4. And they will salute you and give you what? You know what they will give you? Some token for free coffee. <laughs> 
And then you know what you do? You go to another church next week, they give you token for free coffee. It's true. Many people think that way. That if you want to get some help, something, it's why people have got a beggar mentality. Go to meet a Christian, go to the church, go to this. It's true, and they will do that. It's true. That's why I say I'm not an entertainer. You know, people have asked me, what is it all about this? Why are you joyful? What is it all about you preaching for that? What is it all excited? That's, that's what I'm made for. That's what I'm excited. Yeah. Watch here. He said they will give you. People know here. I challenge you in the name of Jesus. Church is not pick and pay. Church have got purpose. Watch what he says. He said say you must take it. But watch. Watch. Verse 5. After that, thou shalt come to the hill of God. Where is the garrison of the Philistine? Watch this now. And it shall come to pass when thou art come to the city. You know what's the city called? Bay City Church. He said, when you come to the city, he said, there is strongholds of Philistine. There's strongholds there. But watch, watch, watch what he says. He said, then thou shalt meet a company of prophets coming down from the high place with what? Saltar, tambourine, pipe, and harp, and before. Let me say this, Captain. Let me say this, you may not know it. My friend, let me tell you. Music and prophecy is almost one thing. I want to tell you. There are four, there are four principles of prophecy, if you really understand prophecy. There's a spirit of prophecy, an atmosphere where it's created by music. Are you hearing what I'm saying? There's a word of prophecy. And then there's gifts of prophecy. And then there's a prophet. The ministry. There's four. You get what he's saying? The church must be like this. Trust me. I saw something. I will talk to you later. (laughs) Amen. He said they will, watch here. They will prophesy. But I thought encounter with the prophet is the whole thing. No. Yeah. Do you know, do you know, do you know, I want to say this in love. I want to say this in love. I think many people have missed the mark because they've met an encounter with the prophet and they stand, they park there. And some, they run even after prophets. But watch here. Watch here. He said, when when you come to this hill and meet the company of prophets, something will happen. Let's read all of us, verse 6. Are you there? And the Spirit of the Lord will come upon you, and thou shalt prophesy with them, and shall what happen? That's what I'm talking about. That's an encounter of the Holy Spirit. Let me, let me say this to you. Miracles can harden your heart, can make you proud. They don't change a man. Only the Holy Spirit. Listen to me. Don't be surprised when you see somebody who told you, listen, listen to me. I had a miracle. You know what happened? I prayed. God supernaturally gave me a house. Supernatural, I was healed. I believe that. I believe that. Then after 20 years, you see, they've got still the same temper they, they used to have when they were in school because they were never changed. Don't be surprised. They've an encounter with prophets. They've an encounter with the miracle, but they've never met the person of the Holy Spirit. Don't tell me that. Tell me, God, change my temper, change my attitude, change my behavior. Then I know you've got something. Don't tell me. You still have got same attitude. You still have got same temper. You still have got same anger, which you have before you were born again. Yeah. Don't tell me something like that. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, tell me how God made you stop gossiping. Tell you, um, God, how made you stop that ugly thing? He said, listen to me. 
Don't park there. Don't settle for miracles. Go on. Until the Holy Spirit comes upon you. My Bible says when a man is in Christ. That's why I told you, don't worry, lady, feel free. That's why I told you anything can happen. Because I'm not in charge. I'm an usher. I'm an usher. I feel him. I can sense his presence. But you have missed the mark. Because you have M donkeys. You have M money. He M's your heart. He want to change you to another man. He want to change you to another woman. My friend, then you become a different CEO. Then you become a different... That's what we need. He said the Spirit of God will come upon you and you change. Tell me when did you change. Tell me what happened when the Holy Spirit came upon you. Don't tell me you get so much. Don't tell me you get all those things and you still shout at your wife and you still resist and you still all those things. Don't tell me something like that. Tell me you are a new creation. Tell me something happened. I know you've got to release something authentic. I said, don't be surprised. Some would say, you know, I'm disappointed. I saw this man backslide and all those things. I say, you don't know his heart. Yeah. God told Samuel, don't look at his stature. Look at his heart. Yeah. Because you can settle for miracles yeah. Yeah. and park there. And be very proud yeah. and think you are so blessed yeah. and think you are so better than anyone. Yet you are nothing. Yeah. Watch what happened. And then he said, thou shalt go. Watch here. I want to show you something. He said, and thou shalt go down to Gilgal, and I will come offer, bent offering. I want to comment something about Saul quickly. He said in verse 9, sorry, and when Saul, when he had turned, watch this, watch this. What happened when he turned? God gave him another. Don't tell me you could stay same heart which you used to have when you were in high school. Or before you were born again. Don't tell me something like that. Don't tell me something like that. New wine is for new wineskin. Sometimes the church missed the mark. Yeah, you come here, we pray for you, we get a job. Yeah, we come here, we give all those things. Yeah, you come for you, all those things. It's fine. It's fine. But look at how useless as many believers. When people see you still shouting it, you tell you you've been married for 50 years, but they're still shouting, I will leave you and nothing and all those things. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Watch here. But listen to me. This is not it. We're not here there. The prophet is telling you. And you know what he says? He says, this is said, this is said, he tell him then, verse 8, that you must go. When this happened, wait for me. How many days? Seven days. Samuel tells Saul, do you know that he could not wait? Do you know that the first assignment failed? Yeah. The Bible says those wait upon what? Yeah. Yeah. Some of you can't wait. Yeah. You are too busy. <coughs> let, let, I, I want to encourage you. God is not going to work on your terms. Wasting your time. Yeah. I was telling people that, you know, when God organizes circumstances, even vitamin don't make me healthy. Yeah. <laughs> Until I submit. Yeah. Until I humble myself. Then it's like I, I didn't have anything. Because human nature, yeah. I will show you. This is not it. This is a journey. We still remember I tell him this is what is going to happen. But you need to get there. And then watch what happened quickly. And then watch what happened. I like this. I, I, I like this. Then he says in verse 10, And when they had come to the hill, behold, a company of prophets met him, and the Spirit of the Lord came on him, and he what? But watch here. Let's read all of us. Verse 11. 1, 2, 3. It came to pass when all that knew him before 
so that, behold, he prophesied among the prophets. Then the people said to one another, what is this? What happened? A man who used to fight, now he's like a sheep. A man who used to be in a hurry, now he wet. A man who didn't care about it. What happened? You don't need to tell people if you've got it. You don't need to tell people. You go to work tomorrow, your boss will tell you. You go home after this, somebody will tell you, huh? It's like, it's like they see you for the first time. Because something happened. There's it. I, I, I was preaching before this. I was using illustration that. Imagine, most of you, you heard what Martin says. I've got my son. He's an engineer. He's in, he's in, he's in Jopek. My daughter, she's there. Do you know what happened? I've got my son, a very tall young man. Can you believe it? He's grade 11. He's very tall. But do you know what happened? I don't know to you what is tall. You see? You get what I'm saying? I don't know whether, whether he's tall like this, whether he's tall like this, whether he's tall like this. But watch. Do me. Can you stand? <laughs> Let me tell you. What I told you is not an encounter. This is an encounter. When I talk about my tall son, already you've got that picture. Anytime you cannot forget that boy. Watch this. You cannot forget that boy. When I say my tall son... I guarantee you, you can even draw him. If I, I say, do you remember my, my tall son? Next week, you can even draw him because you've got a picture. But some of you, you don't even know who you are. What happened? You can see it, boy. I'm talking about an encounter with the Holy Spirit, not the prophet. Not just miracles. Something must happen. People must see it. Your wife must see it. Your boss, listen to me. You go out here, people must see it. People know you before. They know exactly how you are going to behave. But suddenly, you behave like this, and they thought, huh? What happened? Is it you? Why this thing doesn't bother you? And they know something happened. And I, I've got guys who, who, who work in Silver Mine. Silver Mine there. When I came to Cape Town, and the Spirit of God told me things, because he, he does that sometimes. I'll see vision, and he told me some things, and I met these guys, and I deliver them. The manager, the boss, invited me for lunch. And say, man, I wanted to, to see what poison, what did you do? These guys were bad news. This guy could stick, this guy could do anything. Something happened, and they told me they met a certain man. I say, please, I want to see the man. I'm, I'm telling you the truth. Because they were different. You get it? That's an encounter. I, this is personal. Don't blame, listen, listen to me. Don't, don't blame anybody. Don't blame your wife. Don't blame your husband. All those things. You know the flesh is so good. You can do this. Listen, this is personal. I said earlier, I said earlier, this boy, this man was a farmer. They were looking for donkeys and all those things. But when he had an encounter with the prophet and the Holy Spirit, He's in the palace. He's a king. All what I'm here is to align you with your destiny. Your own, not mine. Are are you hearing what I'm saying? Not mine. I'm here to align you with your destiny. That's why I said earlier, you can have met a prophet. You can have experienced a miracle. You can have do that. Even Jesus said to one man, see now that you are healed, stop sinning something once it's gone to what? Happen because he haven't reached this where he was changed, where his heart, where his make, where his character. That only happens 
when you've got an encounter with the Holy Spirit. And that's personal. You get it? Amen? Amen. Let's go to the family. Let's go to Luke 2. Let's go to Luke 2 quickly. I just want to show you these things, and I'm going to show you five principles of a genuine encounter. I'll show you. I want to read three scriptures quickly, and then we show that then we trust God. Luke chapter 2. I'll tell you something. Really, I don't, I'm not breaking. But the only way to prove something is to be living evidence. You have got no say when you tell stories. People want to see. I mean, of you know the pine story, pineapple story, of a guy who was mourning in New Papua Guinea and all those things and preached to these people. And nobody get converted until he went back to America after two years. And when God touched him, that he must surrender and go back humble. Within another two years, that whole Iceland was converted. And he asked him, why were you not doing that before? He said, because we were thinking we were talking about somebody. Because when he, after he preached, he fought with his wife. After he preached, he's shouting at them. After he preached, all those things. So they thought, what he's saying is some fiction. Is, is not a, it's a story. But when they began to see the evidence in his life, one by one came. Don't tell me Jesus changed people and you're not changed. Don't tell me that. In Luke chapter 2, you know the story of Jesus. Trust me, this is, going, this is going to bite you. Because in South Africa, we are struggling with the youth. And you know who's to blame? Parents. Whether single, whether corporate. That's why the government end up making laws and do this. Our children are not supposed to be raised there. They're supposed to be raised at home. Child, it begins where? Really? Watch what happens. When Jesus was born, he was just eight. Can you believe it? But I want to show you something. Remember, I'm talking about an encounter with the Holy Spirit. I showed you individual soul. And he, and he missed it. God gave him grace until chapter 16 where the Bible says the Spirit of God left him and an and evil spirit trapped him. He had no peace. The Bible says he had got, in chapter 14, verse 52, he had intense wars with Philistine the rest of his life. There are some Christians who don't know what is joy, don't know what is rest, don't know what is... What, for, no matter what, they just fight. Yeah. It's ungodly. The Bible says there's time for everything. There's what? There's time for fighting. Yes, there's time for you. There's time. That's what the Bible tells us. But let's look at family now. It's going to bite. I'm encouraging you. Okay. So when Jesus was like that, then he was brought in the temple of his parents, both his father and his mother. Watch here. It says, I love this. This real place me from verse 25. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was who? Simeon. I like this. For me, it sounds like an usher like me because they're not saying he's an apostle, he's a prophet, and whatever. What Look at it here. The same man was just and devout. What was he doing? Waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon this man. You get what? Watch. Watch those steps. 26. And it was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost, that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord Christ. 27. And he came by the Spirit into the temple, and, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to, to do for him after the custom, look at those three things. He's waiting, the Holy Spirit is upon him, the Holy Spirit reveal, and the Holy Spirit tell him it's time now go. I know most of you don't wait. You have got no business. The world is fast. I know people don't wait today. Decide now. Change now. God, if you don't come tonight, I'm finished with this. So who's God? That's what I'm saying. Look at here. He's saying, 
Then he took him up in his arm and blessed God and said, Lord, let thy servant depart in peace according to thy word for my eyes. Remember, I say, I want to show you. You have seen what salvation. Can I ask you, what do you see in your children? I don't know what his parents saw, but this man, he said, I see salvation. I don't know what you see. I'm talking about in your own children. Listen. Without it prepared before the face of... This is an eight year, eight days child. A light to, to lighten the genders and the glory of the people. Brothers, please allow me. I'm not being rude or being harsh. We just witness the dead kitten of, of a child. Please. That child is blessed. But what do you think if we should have come prophesy on that child? Head destiny. I'm not saying really, don't, don't, don't be put off, Brother Earl, you did a good job. I, I like you read the scriptures. Look at here. And the Bible says in verse 36, and there was one Anna, a prophetess, the daughter of Anna. But look at what he says in verse 35. He says, Jesus is going to, many people's heart is going to be revealed. And say, a prophetess, the daughter of Anna, of the tribes of Asheri, and was of great age and lived 100 days. Okay. And he came also, she was lived by fasting. But this is not my point. Here is my point. Here is my point. Let's all read verse 40. One, two, three. And the child grew and walks strong where? And was filled with what? And what? How can a child like that then leave God, leave God and go to drugs? How can a child like that? You say, is that possible? I live in Ocean View. I mean, people know Ocean View. Two years ago, 40 people were killed. They say one of the strongest gangs that here in Ocean View According to the police, you know, I'm part of forum, the class there is, is Ocean View. My dad can tell you. Yeah. I've got four children, husband of one wife, four children. All of them grew up in Ocean View. My son is an engineer. All of them love Jesus. All of them baptize. Yeah, All of them powerful, love God. Even the smaller one who's eight, when she was five, she, she, she accepted Jesus. All of them. Last year, when the Department of, 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 of Education came, she was top. My daughter, the last one. Yeah. My son is a specialist in music. Come trust on. me. Two years he could play drums. Yeah. He is producing, he's writing things here. My daughter, in after, year after, she came with cum laude, first class. Yeah. All of them grew up in Ocean View. Don't tell me it doesn't work. Come on. Then I tell you, Come you had an encounter with false prophets, yeah. not the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Don't tell me. I challenge you. That's why I was watching. That's why I say, Lord, I wish they could have left and I would dedicate the child after. Not for any reason, please. I'm not trying to wipe that thing away. Watch what it says here. Watch what it says here. Line your child with their destiny. Don't just want them to make money. It's going to kill them. They've got God's destiny. Don't tell them, listen to me, do the career which make you money, do the career which all those things, things are hard. I'm telling you, you have made their lives hard. Yeah. Because that may not go, because will, and they will never have peace. Yeah. According to Psalms 54, it says, all your child, children shall be taught by God, great is their peace. Yeah. You don't need to fear. Yeah. You don't need to fear that your children, they are going to be contaminated. I, I was thinking that and God told me something. Yeah. He said, if you love me, and don't be a pastor at home. Don't be a prophet at home. I'm not, trust me. Those children, they know me as dead, not a man of God. Yeah. I may be a man of God, you know, to them. Yeah. And he say, I must love my wife. I'm trying my best. I'm not saying, I'm not saying, I'm not saying, I'm that, listen, I'm trying my best. You, are not, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, right in Ocean View there, I never pray for my, for my son's school fees. He ate bursary right through the secondary. He was disadvantaged because of Ocean View that there's no technical school for graphics. When you go to university, here in Cape Peninsula, he had guys who had come from technical schools. They, they beat him, he was average the first year. By the third year, he was first class, he get a bezel. Yeah. 
Because I prophesy. And I told him that not one, I'm going to force them to be pastor, to do whatever. I want to find their destiny. And this is what he says. He said the child grew. In, how can an eight-year child, let me tell you something which you don't know. Do you know what they say? They say for you to convert a, a Muslim in Islam, you must talk to them 700 times. Because before they are born, the pregnancy, when she conceived, the father speaks to the tummy almost 24 hours. So they are so strong that they don't hear you. Only a miracle to convert them once. And most of us, we don't believe. This is eight years, you know, eight days. How can an eight-year child be filled with the whole spirit and grace? It's because what parents saw yeah. and what they say. Yeah. Let me say this to you. The only way to activate God's power, that's why I say that anything can happen here, is knowledge and proclamation. Only two things, knowledge and what? Proclamation. You believe with your heart, you confess with what? But most of you confess fears. You know how the economy is, you know how those things, you know, let's leave the country, you know, my children. Let me tell you, probably the best place to live is this one. You know, people have asked me, why do you live there? Why all those things? You, you're not scared. I say, the safest place to be in is God's will. Amen. And I never lack. I've got supernatural, amazing things God does in my life. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So I'm telling you, if you go by economy, you need deliverance. If you go by policy, you don't know who you are. You see, yeah, how Jesus grow? All, let me tell you, let me tell you, we are not exempt from circumstances, but we are insulated from their effects. Because we are sealed by the Holy Spirit, we are insulated. Persecution is there, challenges is there, but we won't despair like somebody doesn't know Jesus. Do you get my point? Because we are insulated. So is our children. Yes. You say, is that up in there's mine? I'm telling you, there. Yeah, you can on. come start there. I've got four. <laughs> <laughs> you get it? Yes. I challenge you. Yes. Even you grannies. They say grannies spoil children. Let me tell you, by the way, I'm a, I'm a grandfather. My son, my, my granddaughter now is, is eight months. So I'm challenging me as a granny. I'm not going to spoil that child. I'm going to prophesy when she comes. Do that, grannies. You know, I cancel people all the time. Conflict between the mother and granny. You know, when they go to granny, where they all those things, I, I change all the grannies this morning here. Prophesy! Let that child be insulated from the effects of evil. Jesus said, pray, deliver us from what? From evil. God can. If you know what to do. Is that right? This is family. Family must be a prophetic institution. Not cursing all the time. Not not fighting all the time. No. Say, God, show us what we say. Declare. I mean it. I live it. Amen. That's why I don't care what's your testimony. I've got my testimony. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Quickly, quickly, let's go to, to X chapter 19. Then I'm going to give you five principles. Are you blessed so far? Yes. Say so far, so good. So far, so good. Woo. Do you love Jesus? Yes. <laughs> and, Come on. Come on. and I feel good. <laughs> True. The Bible said the joy of the Lord is what? You know, you, know, you know, when I feel good like this one, my friend, remember I told her I'm going to say a word to you. You see a tree, a tree when it's, grow, when it's growing up like this one. Honestly, I feel God prompted me that. You cut it. You see, it's, it's a stem. Get it? But when you cut it, then the tree buds around the stem. Instead of going tall, it goes wide. You get that? Read Job 14, verse 7 to 9. This is a word. You know, I feel, I feel it's, it's sort of, you feel like 
You were a trick card, you were discouraged and all those things. But, but it's not true. Did you hear what I said? I said, when a stamp, then, then it produces more branches. White. What does that mean? Influence. More ground. Read verse 7 to 9. That's a word for yourself. Did you get what I'm saying? Read it. I, I want them here. Yeah. Quickly. I, I want to hear. It might help you, some of you. Did you know what I said? I said when you cut a tree and you leave a stamp in the tree, the branches come all around. And the tree doesn't just grow like this. It grows wider. It has more branches. That's, God, that's God's wisdom. What does it say? Job 14, for there is hope for a tree when There's it is what? cut. There is hope for a tree when it is cut down, that it will sprout again and its shoots will not fail. You, you get through what I'm saying. That's you. Yeah. Read until now. Through its roots, sorry, though its roots grow old in the ground and its stump dies in the dry soil, yeah. at the scent of water it will flourish and put forth springs like a plant. I see, I see that in your life. So to never think you were cut off, never think you lost ministry. That's what I see. I see influence. I see you sprouting this way. I see God enlarging your territory. Do you get it? I was really, I wasn't praying for my friend. I was praying for you. But, but I keep on, I keep on seeing, I keep on seeing. I say, Lord, what are you saying? You get it? There's hope. God wants to make you big. In influence. Yeah. Wow. Come on. Right, let's read quickly. Acts chapter 19. Acts chapter 19. <laughs> 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 I told you, feel free. Yeah. Don't be disturbed. Relax. Yeah. Anything can happen. Jesus. Yeah. Woo. How many of you remember that when people shout, the walls fell down? Don't think of, hey, well, can we get greater bulldozers? And all? No, 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 no. Just follow the pathway to an encounter I'm showing you. These things are real, brothers and sisters. Listen to me. When I came to Ocean View, where I'm staying, I didn't have a house. I didn't have anything. God told me five years you have a house. And God, and God told us, you know what you must do? All, all the area where we're staying, the, most of them were Shabins. Shabins. You can, you can ask my wife, you can ask other people who were there. And God said, you must pray. We used to pray four in the morning. And we work on all those house by house, I mean street by street. There was no, the roads were so bad. When the government started developing, they started developing that area. And you know what happened? Even the Shabin boss was saved in our church. Up to now, there is no shabin in the areas where I'm living. Amen. These things work. Follow the path. Follow the what? Not your terms. Not your time. Watch here. Now I'm going to church quickly. Remember, I say there's three encounters with the Holy Spirit. Personal. Now you understand why you struggle with that temper. We don't manage things in the kingdom. Yeah. God transforms people. Yeah. Don't try to manage things. Don't manage things. God doesn't. Yeah. God transforms. God changes your nature. God changes <coughs> things. You see the difference? But it's not enough to have encounter with prophets, with miracles, and not the Holy Spirit. All those people are not the author. There's no prophet without the Holy Spirit. Yeah. That's why I've decided to be an usher now. Yeah. Acts 19 verse 1. And it came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus and finding certain disciples. Watch here. The Bible says there were 12. Is that a church? Yes. That's a church. Maybe it's not as big as this one. Watch what here. He said unto them, in verse 2, Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? He, he doesn't ask them, 
What doctrine? He doesn't ask what is the name of the church. He asked them something. Listen to me. I don't know how did the leader feel. Are you insulting us? Do you think we don't know what we are doing here? But they were humble enough. He asked them. They were, they were busy. They were, they were worshiping. They were busy doing all those things. But somehow, somehow, something was missing. Because now after the meeting here, they're gossiping outside. Now he here, they talk, but I don't know I'm going to... Then, 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 then somehow, somehow, he asked them, did you receive the Holy Spirit since you believed? Ask your neighbor. Did you really receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? I know most of you are going to lie to me and say yes. <laughs> I guarantee you, you will lie to me. You say yes! You know why I speak in tongues? My friend, what change in your life? What changed? What changed in your life if you received the Holy Spirit? How does a person with the Holy Spirit look like? Can they lie? Can they be impatient? Can they gossip? Can they steal? You tell me. You t- I say most of you lie. I say what changed? How can you receive those people speaking tongues, but you still have got same temper when you were in grade four? Didn't God change your heart? Didn't God change your character? He's not insulting them. He's genuine. They need to be a genuine encounter, my brothers and sisters. Don't lie to me. You know, when you see so many Christians falling apart, fighting, leaders doing this, some of you here, you claim you've got the Holy Spirit, but you're asking the pastor, you can't submit, you can't take instructions. Sure. There's nobody the Holy Spirit who does things like that. Come on. I told somebody one time, he came to our church and I could see, you know, they all those, and they didn't know that I was an usher. Then he said to me, I can't minister, amen, yeah, because you did not give me a badge. <laughs> I say, man, I don't even have a badge myself. It doesn't matter even if they call you apostle and prophet. Yeah. What changed? Put your badge down. Yeah. Let's face reality. What is different about you? What can your boss say? You come late at work all the time. Yeah. I challenge Christian. You know, there's no African time. When a man is in Christ, he doesn't just remain an African. He is a new creation. Yeah. Don't tell me African time. Yeah. Time is time. Yeah. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yeah. Hello? Hello. <laughs> I, I, I'm sure, Captain, I'm not harsh, isn't it? No, it's fine. Cool, okay, let's go. I want to finish now. Our time goes quickly. Look at here. And they said, we have not so much as yet, whether there is Holy Spirit, my God. Look at verse 3. And he said unto them, what were you baptized then? What is it for? What, is it, what did it do? You know, you know what the Bible says in First Peter 3? It says baptism is an answer of what? A good conscience. But some of you, you, you are sick with offenses. You are sick, you can't forgive your mother-in-law what she said 50 years ago. You still remember it. Something is wrong. What was it for then? What is it for? Something is wrong. You know, you know if I remember what my sister she take my prophet, I was 52. When was it? You know, when we were 17. Are you serious? <laughs> Are you serious? Then what were you baptized for? Amen. Amen. <laughs> now look at here. Now look at here. They say, unto John's baptism. Unto John's baptism. Saying the people, unto the people, 
they should believe on him that should come. Watch here, verse 5. When they heard this, they were all baptized in the name of Jesus. And look at what happened in verse 6. Let's see, 1, 2, 3. And when Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them, and they began to what? You see, something happened. Let me say this to you. I'm, I'm talking to the church now. I, I'm, I'm talking to the church. Do you, know, do you know, the devil can hold the church hostage. I'm not saying he's, he's doing that. I want to listen. What these people have was not wrong. That's why the Bible said they were disciples. They were not evil people. Let me say this to the elders, to all of you. Sometimes just a, a change in perspective can accelerate the church. Instead of just people saying we do things this way, whatever. Just a change, Captain, I want to listen. Just a change in what? Just there's more. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Paul didn't become, he didn't take the change. He didn't say you are not Christians. I'm not saying that. But I'm just saying just a perspective. Sometimes some of you, you are resisting God. You know, stronghold, let me tell you, is, is to cast the demon in the flesh. It's very hard to cast demon here. The Bible says strongholds is here. It's about when you become a belief. You can be so sincere, but you can be sincerely wrong. And you just need just a perspective. Some of you. And off your life goes. Just like that. Look at what happened here. Look at, look at, look at, look at, look at. There's more. Listen to me. There's more God wants to do. This is not all, my Captain. I remember he told me how God said, go put it, affect the city. I see that. And I'm here to declare that. I see it. That's why, I'm not, that's why I say here, I'm not bringing something different, but maybe just perspective. And you accelerate. This is what happens here. There's more. Don't be so staunch. Don't be so dogmatic that, yeah, we do things this way. Yeah, all those. No, 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 no. Be open. God is a God of more. Tell your neighbor, God is God of more. But you know what happened? More is not going to come through your life, your circumstance, until you renew your mind. Am I right? Just more. Listen to me. I'm not saying change anything. There's nothing I say is wrong here. But I'm saying there can be more. I'm saying we can accelerate. That's what Paul brings here. You get it? And immediately by the power of God come like that. Why must he not do it today? Why must, why must he not do it now? Maybe you said, yeah, this thing of, of speaking in tongues, I don't understand. Yeah, this thing of prophets. Yeah, I don't like this guy, this singing. <laughs> and now look at who you are now. Yeah. Amen. Change. Yeah. It didn't take some days. Some will say, today. Yeah. The child was filled that day from eight days yeah. until he died for us. Here it happens, say when Paul ends, they begin to prophesy. Why must God not do it today? Why must he do it tomorrow? Yeah. Five things which make a genuine encounter. Five. Number one, revelation. Yeah. Did you see it? Yeah. Say revelation. revelation. He said, I will show you, listen to me. The Bible say, the, 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 it's revelation when they saw, listen to me, when they heard this, when they see, when their eyes, the Bible says the spirit of a man is Lord Kangley. There need to be a revelation of who Jesus is. Say revelation. revelation. You need to see with your spirit. You need to see who you are. You need to see. Say revelation. revelation. That's number one. Number two, say conviction. conviction. What does the Bible say about about, listen to me, I want to encourage you, brothers and sisters. This is real now what I'm talking about. My friend can tell you, you know, we're dealing with people, you know why I've committed myself now to what I am? Because of this thing. Some of you can, you can identify with what I'm going to say now. Number one, this is different now, I want to, I want to show you. But, but for me, it goes back to the conviction. Because your conviction is going to be tested. You know, 90%, I can say, of many Christians, they no longer even believe their prayers work. Prayer is like a program. They can tell I've been praying for five years, 10 years. 
That's why some, if they call prayer meeting, because you know nothing's going to happen. Listen to me. You know exactly. You have prayed, you have prayed until you give up. Number two, this is not that I'm just saying, which I, which I found with many Christians. This seemingly powerlessness of the word of God. People no longer trust the scriptures. They want something more. That's why some people, they open themselves to spirit. I find men who have opened themselves to new age, to all those things. Because it doesn't work. And this continuous pressure of different circumstances, temptations, which Christians are going through. I'm telling you, some of you sit here with the really things. You can pretend. But you know you've been stuck in certain diseases. You know you've been stuck in certain habits. You know you've been stuck in certain things. You know. You know? But my friend, God is not going to. The Bible says it was revealed to Simeon that he will not die before you see what? Christ. Say conviction. How strong is your conviction? How strong? How strong is your conviction that God heals? That Jesus is the same yesterday at the end forever. That God is God of all nations. Then if you say he's strong, why are you not going to the nations then? Why are you not supporting nations? You get it? They need to be a strong conviction, brothers and sisters. Listen to me. There need to be a strong conviction. First is revelation. Then is conviction. Then you know what happened? Then faith is born. Even if you can look in the Greek, even if you can look in the Greek, the Bible says faith is a conviction. It's not mental asset. There's no faith without conviction. I'm telling you. One man thought so, and his son could not be healed by Disciples, they couldn't cast the demon until he made Jesus. Then he realized that his belief in God's standards is unbelief. Yeah. And he said, Lord, help my unbelief. Yeah. Some of us here, your belief is unbelief in God's standard. Yeah. I'm telling you. That man, they couldn't cast it, the disciples, they couldn't cast it, that devil until Jesus came. And then when he saw, he said, Lord, help my unbelief. He said, I believe, but I believe my way. I believe, but in your standards is not belief. And immediately this son was delivered. Sometimes you need to be honest. Sometimes you need to be what? Honest yourself. And say, you know what? This is not working. Where, where am I missing the mark? Lord, help me. Be honest. The Bible says God desires truth in inward man. Are you there? Number four. If you look at all these people, remember I'm talking about that. If there's going to be a genuine, authentic encounter, which is permanent, number one is revelation. Number two is conviction. Number three is faith. And number four is act of obedience. Is act of what? Saul went where the prophet told him. Amen. He said, go on. Go on, accept that, go on until you reach where? The hill of God. Then you are going to meet a company of what? Prophets. He went on. What about his business? What about his family? I see people doing like that. You know, for me, I even sometimes see the church, the churches that they are actually in hostage because people come in their terms. Listen, I'm not trying to be anything here. No time to be anything here. But sometimes you try you intimidate your elders, your pastors. You know, you know, if you don't feel now you go home, if you don't if you know all those things, listen to me, that's why you don't change. <laughs> how did how did you get it right that the hospital works on your time? How did you get it right that the hospital only works eleven o'clock? How did you get it right? Who's waiting upon who? Listen to me. This is serious. And then the last one, you will see that if these steps are taken, as God spoke to you, there will be desired the results. Yeah. 
there will be desired results. But the first really greatest result is your transformation. I tell you here, that if some of you go touch you here, your husband will have a brand new wife today. Your wife will have a brand new husband. Your father will have a brand new son. I tell people, you know, I've seen this. You know, I live all my life where I see here. I've been doing counseling talks where people, I see them cry, see, call their father. They didn't talk for 10 years. And something happened. There will be desired results. Are you there? I want us to stand, brothers and sisters. I know I've hold you hostage. But for your good, is that correct? <laughs> you say you want more? Before I go, let me just encourage the captain. You know, you know in First Corinthians 25, can you read that, say? And then we are going to pray. We are going to have a good time. Are you ready? Yes. Eh? Yes. Are you ready? Yes. Come on, man, relax. Come on, stretch yourself. First Corinthians? First Chronicles 25, verse 1. First Chronicles, the Corinthians. Yes. 